I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Let's get into it with Tom Korski, Managing Editor of Black Locks Reporter, here at this time every week to talk about all the things that that everyone at Black Locks has unearthed, but the folks on Parliament Hill don't necessarily want you to know, but uh, Tom's the sleuth who's got them. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Anthony. Always great to speak with you. How are you doing this week, Tom? Uh, no complaints, thank you for asking. Good, good. I know Canadians, when it comes to talking about internet service providers, well, they have some complaints. Let's be honest. We all do. We've had complaints for years. Which one do I go to? Which one's better than the other? The CRTC has done some in-house research to help us out with all of this. You have uncovered that research, although I don't know if there's any uh, promising solutions to it. What's what's the story here? It was richly ironic, Anthony. They found that the number of Canadians who switch internet service providers is going down. And they couldn't figure out why, because it couldn't have been because of improved service. So they asked people, and they commissioned this expensive, it's a six-figure focus groups, 19 focus groups nationwide, and they asked people, we know you're not really crazy about your internet service provider, so why haven't you switched? And they found a complete resignation. People said, look, they're hopeless, they're all the same. They, they promise me unlimited data plans, but there's no such thing. They, they say there's a free phone. Everyone knows that's fake. They all cost the same. They're all mediocre. Anthony, the Department of Consumer Affairs was shut down in this country. Oh, my goodness, in 1995, by then Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. The consumer movement is not vibrant in Canada. People forget. There used to be millions in federal funding for consumer research. It was a big deal in the 70s and 80s. All gone now. Consumer movement is really moribund. They right. try. And here you have this 33 million mobile devices used by consumers in this country. Try finding someone. I just ask anyone on the street, hey, are you happy with your internet service yeah. provider? It's incredible. You know, one of the big scandals is that a number of years ago, uh, Anthony Lacavera, who was behind WinMobile, he teamed up with Egyptian billionaire Naguib Swawiris, who does a lot of stuff over in, in, in the other part of the world dealing with telecom, and they wanted to bring some real choice uh, to Canada, and they were pretty much run out of town. It's really tragic that we just don't invite competition to this. No wonder people are frustrated with, with phones, with internet service. You hear these stories, someone says, oh yeah, I went to Africa for like three weeks, and I just, I bought a phone, and I bought the little chip that goes in it, and it was, I don't know, 40 bucks all in, and I paid, and then I left, and everything was good. Like, we don't have those choices here. No, and then, and then you get your bill for roaming charges if you go down to Ogdensburg, New York. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so when the Minister of Industry, Champagne, says, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut your prices, they always oversell, they always underdeliver. And you see this, it's frankly striking. It's a real gray day in January, <laughs> consumer-wise, when, when you have focus groups telling the regulators, you know what, it's bad, we know it's bad, I give up. And give up seems to be what people are doing. Tom, you may remember there was a Senate report a while ago now, like maybe 10 years ago, that was talking about why there are uh, pricing differences with American and Canadian products 
when there's no real reason for it. You know, on the back of the product, particularly books, they always tell you like 30 bucks here, 50 bucks in Canada. And you're like, what? What's this all about? And the Senate report, one of the reasons why the prices were higher in Canada is they said Canadians are just used to it and they'll take it. It's incredible. I remember. I remember that report. It was a really interesting report. There was a difference. You're absolutely right. The differential in cross-border pricing. But this is what happens when the consumer movements are dead. I mean, everyone is familiar with consumer reports funded by readers, some uh, uh, charitable funding. They do their independent testing. They've tested, by the way, electric cars. Their tests beat our own Department of Natural Resources. Their tests say performance in winter. And they're talking up, you know, northern Minnesota. That performance is terrible. When you don't have a consumer movement, consumers pay more for less. That's just, those are the iron laws of life. Tom Korski joining us, managing editor of Blacklock's Reporter. Tom, you have a very interesting report on the funds paid for COVID deaths and injuries as a result of the vaccines. We'll get to that in a second. First, I want to ask you about this report that you have here that you found uh, from the Department of Public Safety talking about how anonymous extremist actors are attempting to infiltrate the RCMP. What's going on here? What sort of extremists? So many questions. How many, who, where, name names, RCMP, briefing note to the Minister of Public Safety, uh, Minister LeBlanc, did not do any of those things. They describe it as an active phenomenon, though. They say they're aware of it. Aware of what? If there's no details. When they say extremists have, have attempted to infiltrate police forces, well, that covers a lot of ground. And they will not elaborate on this. What is the basis of this organized crime? There was supposed to be an updated report issued by Parliament before Christmas. They did not release it. It was supposed to be tabled in the House. This is an annual reporting by the Criminal Intelligence Service of the RCMP on active organized crime infiltration in public institutions. They have found in the past. This is not what it sounds like, Anthony. Mm. Typically, this is girlfriends of Hell's Angels who work in the motor vehicle branch can do a license check. There have been, I'm not saying it's trivial, but this has happened. They they have documented instances where there's been criminal activity on bids on public works. All you do is, it's the most expensive government project you ever saw once organized crime contractors get involved. Right. They didn't issue that report, but instead they came up with this memo that said, yeah, there, there's these mysterious extremists have infiltrated the police. Okay, good night, everybody. That, that no, because that. that term, extremist actors, I mean, you know, Christia Freeland says if, you know, if you've ever used a bouncy castle before, you're an extremist actor. What does it mean? Does it mean left-wing extremists, right-wing, ISIS? You know, like, and no, then we hear organized exactly. crime. Okay, exactly. now we're yeah. going somewhere. But if we're going to tackle this, then let's get specific. Yeah, no, they're... they're <laughs> our, our CMP are not great for writing detailed memos, but that's why you have a cabinet. That's why you have parliamentary committees. They're supposed to get on this. If this is the case, you could not think of a greater priority. Anthony, their annual reports on the uh, tentacles of organized crime in public institutions, especially municipalities, they've been issued those reports for years. And what's happened? Not much. When it comes to things happening, there is movement on the funds being paid out for Canadians who suffered death or injury as a result of COVID vaccines. I know we were always told since the beginning, Tom, that there would be this fund in place uh, in the event of this. Rather tragically, there are people who have been verified to have been injured or in some cases even tragically die from the COVID vaccine. You've got the details, though. You're going way over budget. Based on trends now, 
they have processed uh, fewer that they've received thousands of claims. This is serious injury or death related to a Health Canada approved vaccine. It happened. Of course, it's rare compared to the millions of shots that were issued, but it happens. And if it happens in your family, it's the end of the world. And they have found over 2,000 claims submitted, about 2,000 going through a medical review process, fewer than a tenth paid out already, compensation including funeral expenses over $11 million. So those work out approximately to six-figure payouts to families of victims due to vaccine-related injuries. Why do we report this, Anthony? This was... This was characterized as misinformation in the heyday of the vax mandate witch hunts. It was Health Health Canada argued there was no such thing. And some of their friends in media, it's happened. It's sad. Sad indeed. Do we have any sort of trend lines in this report in terms of which specific vaccine, which specific age group, you know, broken down by gender? Is there any sense of, of where the main challenges were? That is probably going to come on a final report approximately three years from now. But they disclose these statistics twice a year. Wait, wait, three years from now? Pause. Time out. There are some people who said we're a little nervous about the vaccine because traditionally they take, you know, three years to test it. So, you know, I don't want to oblige by the mandate. And you say, okay, you know, each to their own, although that wasn't the view. They brought in the mandates. I said each to their own. But you're saying... You're allowed, you can't spend three years studying the vaccine science, but you can spend three years writing a report of the vaccine injuries? Oh, Anthony, this is a five-year payout program. It's budgeted at $75 okay. million. Based on the trends, they're way past $75 million. If you extrapolate based on the claims that they have paid out so far, as a proportion of the total claims accepted, the number of claims is going up by thousands. The payouts are going up by millions. I don't think this is coming in at under $100 million. That is that is a large payout. That absolutely is. Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklock's Reporter. You always tell us the news we need to know, even if the folks on the Hill don't want us to know it. You get the goods. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Anthony.